tonight. Acts chapter number 8 in your Bibles tonight. Yeah, and I'm not going to make you stand. I know most of his work. And, and so we're going to give you what God give me and go to the house. I mean, Acts chapter number 8, if you find your place, say amen. 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 Acts chapter number 8, uh, verse number 1 through verse number 2. The Bible said this, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Keep that in mind. That's important. Except the apostles. The Bible says in verse number 2, And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Well, in our previous studies, we have looked at this man of faith named Stephen tonight. We'll look at him for just a moment tonight as his life is coming to a close or has come to a close. But we saw this man tonight as he stood for what you and I believe in our day and in our time. You say, preacher, what do we believe tonight? He stood for the death and the burial and the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he had brought the guilt to this council tonight, and he had no doubt told them tonight that they were guilty of shedding the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ hung on the cross for you and for me tonight so that we could be saved. It was our sin that hung Jesus on Calvary. Everything wrong that we done in our life, He hung there and knelt to His cross. Friend, they had no doubt been told that tonight. But even though they were guilty for the shedding of the blood of Christ, I bet He still told them tonight how they could still yet have the mercy and the grace of God upon their life if they would accept Christ as their Savior. The whole time that he was going through these Old Testament saints, he would tell them about Moses, he would tell them about Joseph, and the whole time he was pointing them to the life of Christ. He was showing them tonight how that Jesus Christ came and died and bled, and they were rejecting him just like the people did with Moses and just like the people did with Joseph. So we know that even though grace was offered to these council tonight, we know tonight these men did not take the grace of God in their life. And as a matter of fact, they made their guilt even worse tonight, which may I say to you tonight is what a lot of people are doing in our day and in our time as well. You know, so many of our day, the grace of God has been offered to them, but there are so many who will not accept that grace tonight. And for that reason, and for that reason only, they're going to end up in hell. The only thing tonight that will send a person to hell is them rejecting Jesus Christ. Now, tonight you may say, Preacher, uh, 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 what about all these people? Listen to me tonight. I don't know about all these people. I only know the only way that a person will not make it to heaven is if they do not repent of their sin and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save them. There's going to be many folks in hell tonight because they have rejected the messenger and they've rejected Jesus Christ. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm glad to be able to say that I am numbered among those
those tonight that'll never have to see a wicked place called hell. Ain't you glad tonight that hell is not where we're going to lift up our eyes? I'm telling you, free young, ain't you glad tonight that you and I that are saved are not going to burn, we're not going to perish, I've got a soul that'll never die, I'm going to live forever and ever and ever, and I'll never ever have to be in torment and agony for all of my life. Hallelujah, friend. That's what Jesus Christ offered to all tonight. And this council is rejecting him. Hey, here's Stephen. He's standing before the crowd. And we saw what happened to him as he is faithful to the call of God on his life. Now we read verse 54 in our last study where the Bible said, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. What that means tonight was that as Stephen was telling these people that Jesus saves, Stephen is now getting yelled at for trying to show these people how to have the grace of God in their life. They're yelling at the man of God. They're screaming at him. And they want him to be hushed. So the people tonight, though, in all this, they are cut to their heart. And instead of getting right and getting things fixed up with God, they're yelling and screaming tonight. I have seen people through the years of preaching that God will cut their heart and they will weep on the pew, but then all of a sudden they'll turn four shades of red, get mad at God, and walk out the door. That's what these men in our text are doing. They're cut, their heart had been cut, but they're mad at what Stephen is preaching to these men. So we look at that. Then we read verse 55 through 56. The Bible said, But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. It was as this crowd is now yelling at Stephen. Could you put yourself in his shoes for just a moment and imagine a crowd of people gathered and yelling at you for coming to Mount View Baptist Church tonight. To, for, for what purpose? For the uh, To hear the preaching of the gospel of Christ. And maybe tonight you are going somewhere to spread the gospel of Christ, but yet people are yelling at you. That is what is happening now. So we see tonight though as Stephen is getting yelled at. He looks up into heaven and he sees something tonight. Oh glory friend. Listen, it was as this crowd is yelling, we sees the grace of God. There are many people that ask the question to me tonight, why should I keep standing for Jesus in this crazy day in which we live? Why should we keep going in the fight tonight? Right here is just one of the many answers. It was Jesus who was faithful to Stephen, to his servant tonight, just like he's faithful to you and to me tonight. Hey, let me ask you a question tonight. Has there been a time in your life that Jesus has not been faithful? It's okay to say no. He's faithful. Friend, Stephen is about to die. But he catches a glimpse of a place that you and I are ready to go. Oh, friend, have you ever been around someone that's about ready to cross over? And you know they're saved. Watch one lady in our family. She couldn't really talk and... And, and she had Down syndrome. And as my wife's sister, I'll never forget this. I was looking up. She was looking up. And she goes, And you know what? A little smile 
come across with things. You know what that lets me know? I'll see her again. Glory to God. Hey, does it get any better than that tonight? We talked with a man beside of his bedside who had been wrestling with his salvation for years. And beside his bedside, this would be, this, this fellow here would be a, a, a stepdad. And so we got to talk with him. And one day, that day, the light went off. And I, I said, he said, I don't know if I'm saved or not. And I said, well, let's, let's talk about it for just a second. And we got to looking at and, and he didn't understand what faith was. And I said, you know, the second I sat down on your hospital bed, I put faith in your bed. That's all he knew to Christ. And he wrestled with it for years and he looked at me and said, I've done that. You know what that means? I'll see you again. Hallelujah, friend. Don't you love it tonight? I mean, friend, Stephen is about to die. But yet, heaven has been open to Stephen. Oh, I wish I could tell you what was in my heart. I mean, friend, think of what this man saw tonight. Think about tonight of what our loved ones saw tonight when they got up to that place. And in your sake tonight, you will see them again. Glory to God. I'm telling you, friend, they're going to have, uh, they've got theirs new, their new body already. We're going to have one too. Hey, friend, it is, it is, these people are yelling at Stephen. God in His mercy and in His grace tonight allows this man of God to see heaven open and Jesus Christ is not sitting down. He is standing up in the text tonight. As we said in our last study, it's like Jesus Christ is standing and He's clapping for Stephen and He said, Stephen, you've been faithful. Stephen, you've done what I asked you to do. Why don't you come on home? Oh, could you imagine seeing that tonight? It's like He's saying all that. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want to hear Jesus say when I get to heaven. Well done. Well done. Well done. Hey, won't it be good? Friend, we see that. And then we read verse 57 through 58. The Bible said, Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears. Y'all ever stopped your ears? Sometimes we watch TV and I got to stop my ears. You ever do that? Or somebody's getting ready to cuss. What do you do to your kid? Oh no. Right. Amen. I hope so anyway. And the Bible said this. They stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Stephen is telling this crowd what he's seeing tonight. But it's the people tonight who still would not listen. They stopped up their ears tonight like we do with our children, as I said. But it's a lot like the world today. Brother West, they are stopping up their ears because, I mean, here's the spiritual leaders in Israel at this time, and they don't want to hear about their king. Boy, they didn't want to hear, so we read about that. We read verse 59 through 60. Listen to this. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. They are stoning Stephen to death. And he kneels down before the crowd. And he's kneeling down to pray and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep.
It's like Stephen was saying, Lord, I'm coming home. Heaven is open. You're waiting on me to come home. You're standing. But I want to pray for my enemies, Lord, before I come home. He said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. You know what that showed? This man showed the grace of God in his life. And tonight as children of God, it wouldn't hurt us every once in a while to show a little grace. Because my goodness, the Lord knows I need grace from my wife too. I'm just kidding with my wife a little bit. We need forgiveness sometimes, don't we? And sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to shame. That's to say, Lord, forgive them, but help me to forgive them too. You know, I said this last week. It is uh, not hard for me to love God. But it's hard for me to love people. And that is hard. Because people can make me mad. I believe the devil jumped in a truck while we were on the way here. And he was going 40 miles an hour in a 55. And I was mad. And then I need help. So help me with that. But listen, it's as we see that Stephen has died for the faith. He's died for what you and I get to come and enjoy here tonight. And friend, tonight, it's you and I that have the greatest privilege in the world tonight in America to worship God as the Bible says is fit. But it's all because of these others tonight who have given their life so that we could be here tonight. And I want to say this, the Christian, the true Christian, did not ever do the persecuting. But the true Christian was the persecuted. Friend, what a story that we have in our Bible. I want to say this, the Baptist... Never killed anybody. A lot of people don't understand that. The Catholic Church wanted to kill the Baptists, and a lot of times they did kill the Baptists. And the Church of England killed the Baptists. But the Baptists, all they done was stood. And you can see that in our text tonight with these Christians. But maybe the problem of the church today is maybe we're not persecuted enough. Because what happens when a church is persecuted the gospel went out like it never went before. It's kind of like this. Somebody, I'm not going to fight, but if you back me in a corner, I'll probably give her all I got. And it ain't going to be much, so I'm giving all I got. Amen. So the church is backed into a corner in our text. It's being persecuted. Let's read again, chapter 8, verse number 1. The Bible says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now, it was now at the stoning of Stephen that we see this man named Saul tonight. And the thing he was doing tonight is he is consenting unto the death of Stephen. Now, what all this means tonight, and Saul is Paul, so keep that in your mind. But what this means tonight is that Saul was pleased that Stephen was being stoned to death. Paul even said that he was pleased with it in Acts chapter 22 verse 19 through 20 the bible says and i said lord they know that i am prison and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee and when the blood of thy martyr stephen was shed paul said i also was standing by 
and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. Now, could you imagine tonight the scene of this man just standing by and laughing tonight with someone who was being killed before his very eyes? That is what Paul does. Maybe you say, well, preacher, how did Paul do that? Well, Paul done that tonight because he thought he was doing the right thing according to his religion. But so, my friend, the thing we can take home from all this tonight is that the day I got saved, I didn't get religious, I got Jesus. There's a big difference in religion and being a Christian. Big difference, alright? So this is what religion can do. As a matter of fact, Paul later wrote this in 1 Timothy 1 and 13. The Bible said he... he he said, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious? It's talking about Paul's telling about himself. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and unbelief. So it was religion without the Holy Spirit of God. This man named Paul tonight was following in his life. And even though we do not see that Paul literally picked up a stone to hurl at this man named Stephen, it was him who was just like Pilate tonight in the fact that he said, I consent to, for you to kill this man. I mean, friend, Pilate said, I find no fault in Christ. But he said, do what you've got to do because he wanted to be popular with the crowd. Amen. It was Paul's religion that had made Paul guilty of killing a man named Stephen at this time. So as many religions of our day is leading to the death of many people because it is showing them a false way that they think they can be saved. I'm telling you the Catholic Church is leading folks to hell tonight. Why preacher? Because they say that you can be saved uh, through your infant being sprinkled. Am I correct? And being sprinkled. And then it's all about what you can do. That's wrong. And then they believe in purgatory. There is no purgatory tonight. But there is a heaven and there is a hell. Alright? And you've got the Jehovah's Witnesses. And, and you say, preacher, why you preach on this? Because I want you to understand that religion can send folks to hell. The, the Jehovah's Witnesses is a man-made religion as well. Uh, uh, and, and I'm not going to get into all that tonight. They believe that 144,000 and the numbers grew since then so they could tweak it a little bit but they think that they're going to heaven. Friend, if 144,000 people can go to heaven, what's the point in us sitting here tonight? What's the point in giving a Bible track? You think we'll reach 144 out of however many there is in Tennessee? When's the number going to stop? That's what I'm saying tonight. Friend, religion will send you to hell. Jesus Christ will send you to heaven. I didn't get religion. I got saved. Amen. It was Stephen who was murdered tonight for the sake of the gospel. They killed him tonight as he's begging God to have mercy on them. So we see that religion, we see what it can make people do. Now it was after that that we see what happens to the church. Listen to this. The Bible said in this verse, and at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. So, not only did these religious rulers come against Stephen, now they are coming against the church. And what else is going on in our text tonight? The devil is using these religious people to try to get the gospel to be hushed. That's what he's doing. But the thing we see in our text tonight is what the devil meant for bad. God has taken it and God has used it for good. May I say to you tonight, God is still 
using it for good. God literally accomplished His will tonight. The Bible said in Acts 1 and 8, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now the devil wanted the gospel stopped tonight. But hallelujah, in our text tonight, the gospel is now spreading like a wildfire in our text. The people were scattered. But here's the thing of it all. They were scattered, but they were taking the gospel of Christ with them everywhere that they went. I mean, friend, I can see them tonight as they go house to house to house to hats and tell folks about a man named Jesus that saves amen and they get saved by grace through faith same way we got saved and friend the devil is mad now and, and people are shouting at this time and I want to say this again uh, we see the people scattered and the Bible says except the apostles now it was the apostles that remained right there in Jerusalem and I have no idea why they stayed there I have no clue and I've read commentaries that gave their opinion. I'm going to not even try. But the thing we know is that Jesus told them that persecution would come if they followed Him. But follow Christ is what they were going to do no matter what it might cost them in the end. So there were people that knew tonight that the reward they would receive in heaven would be worth it after all. I mean, friend, I can hear them say like Paul did after he got saved. The Bible said in Acts 20 and 24, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. It was these apostles tonight who counted their lives not dear unto themselves. And so we see they now remain in Jerusalem to carry on the work of the church to see souls saved there in Jerusalem. Now the thing I think they remembered at this time, they knew that no matter what it was that might come their way, None of it could happen without God letting it happen to them. Now, I can almost hear them say, whatever it is that happens to us, it's for God's good and God's glory. And you know, it helps us to remember that sometimes. That's the way that it is for those who love God, right? Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. So you might say, what good came out of Stephen being stoned? Well, the good that come out of it is now the gospel is being spread like never before in our text. And it's you and I who can now see that we'll have dying grace like Stephen had dying grace. It helps to let us know one of these days we'll get to see heaven opened as well for the child of God. We'll get to step right into the place where Stephen is at right now. It was these believers that were Jews as well. They had a love for Jerusalem, those apostles did, and no doubt they loved the people in it. Maybe that's why they stayed there. I don't know. The apostles, I don't know why they stayed there. I know they were Jews who loved the people of Jerusalem. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But I know that I said I won't give, give my opinion, but I will, I think. So I think God still knew there are still some people in Jerusalem need to be saved. Don't you think God knew that? So anyhow, the gospel is going out tonight wherever these people went. Now we just thought the devil's mad before. Now just think of how he must have felt. Folks are being saved, born again souls are being saved who might not have ever heard if a church had never been persecuted. So I want to say it again, what the devil meant for bad, God is turning around for good. Satan's attempt to destroy the church had added more souls to the church. 
The gospel had come in first to the Jew. It began at Jerusalem, but now it had to go to the Gentiles. And we see that it's headed that way. Now we can see in our text how Jesus Christ came to the Jews. First He came in Himself. Then He came to the mess, through the message of the death, burial, and the resurrection. The Jews rejected Him because they're full of religious pride. It was jealousy that had blinded their minds, hardened their hearts. It was by them rejecting their Messiah. The council and the Jews had sealed their doom at this time. It was through the mouth of Stephen that this council had their last and final chance before God would turn over to a Gentile dog. Uh, like you and like me. But friend, it was Christ who said in Matthew 10 and 23, but when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. Luke 24, 46 through 48, the Bible said, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Friend, it was the gospel that had started at Jerusalem. We have seen it all through Acts. This whole time it was the plan of God to bring salvation to a people that did not deserve to be saved. Preacher, who's that? It's us. That's you and me tonight. If you're sitting here, if you're saved... We never deserved it. But I'm glad it was in the plan of the world for Jesus Christ to come down to sinful man and to die not for some, but for all. Friend, He died for the black, for the blue if there is any, for the yellow, for the white, and the brown. He died for all. Friend, He died for you. The Bible does still say in John 3, 16 and 17, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Second Peter 3 and 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That was Stephen's message to the Jews. They looked at him and they killed him tonight. They stoned him to death. Let's read verse 2. The Bible said this, And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. I don't know this for sure, but I believe it was the men and those apostles who carried Stephen and buried him tonight. A lot of people disagree with that. It's okay. And we see that a great limitation was made over this man. And of course it was. Preacher, why were they weeping? This man had stood for the very truths you and I get to stand for in our day and in our time. The gospel has not changed. And at this time, it was the church who probably felt like they had lost a champion at this time. I mean, a man that would stand up for what is right. One man even said that if Stephen would have lived... There's no doubt he would have kept doing the work that Paul was going to go and do. It was this man named Stephen who had a clear enough vision 
of the nature of the church. It was this man who had not given up in his fight tonight. He kept going for Christ even when he was being stoned to death to show those men the grace of God. He might have even used the very words of Paul when he was later facing murder for the same thing that Stephen was doing. And I'm not saying he did, but I can hear this man of God cry out, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Hey, Stephen left this world tonight being an example uh, unto these people being an example unto you and me tonight that would also be followed by other men. Hey, I know this is going to same line as last week, but we see the example that was left behind by this man of God and we are still yet sharing the same gospel that he shared with folks. We are sharing it tonight. What an example. And as we go about the rest of the week, the question I have for us is what kind of example are we going to be as we go out these doors and live our lives for Christ? Remember last week, the funny thing that I saw was Saul was there as this man died. And I don't think we got a hold of this last week. And now, Saul, who later becomes Paul, saw this man crying out to God as they were stoning him to death. And he heard him say, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. What an example of the grace of God. Friend, Acts 1 and 8 said, but ye shall receive power. You can take the ye and put I in there. But I shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You can take the you and say me if you're saved. And then the Bible said, And ye, me, I, us, shall be witnesses unto me. That's Christ, both in Jerusalem. Where's Jerusalem? Well, Hampton, Tennessee. Elizabeth, Tennessee. Butler, Tennessee is our Jerusalem. And if I've missed you, I apologize. Those are our Jerusalems. Right here around this church is our Jerusalem. And the Bible said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and when we decide to take a trip to the beach, we shall be witnesses in Judea. Uh, when we take a trip to Dollywood, we shall be witnesses. Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Dale Cable is our witness unto the uttermost part of the earth where we cannot go. Our missionaries, we shall be witnesses. My question tonight is what kind of witness are you? What kind of witness are we? Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight.